post nuclear podcast. I am your host, Vince. And I just got new nails, Declan. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, I probably look like your stepfather. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just, this is what my chin looks like. It's new to me, too. Uh, We're both recently chinned. Yeah, I think I actually, like, really like just having a mustache. I'm I'm trying to look at myself in the camera, like, on the screen, but the the delay isn't enough. Right. Um, yeah, I kind of really like just having a mustache. I kind of... Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it looks like you're about to pull me over on the interstate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where's the glasses? Hold on. Oh, let me get him! Let me get him! I, this is not what I wanted to do. Make sure you uh, you furrow your brow. Oh yeah, I wanted to get right into the lore, but hold on. Let me put on the glasses. Uh, your license and registration, ma'am. God, <laughs> maybe you just want to say fuck twelve, dude. Fuck twelve. I should I should block all of that out. I should put a black sensor bar up for. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alright, so welcome to uh, Atomic Radio Hour post-nuclear podcast. Uh, let's just get right into the lore today. Uh, it's yeah. kind of fitting that I have a porn stash because today's lore is on the Pimp Boy 3 billion. Um, like I said in a previous episode, if you want to hear any sort of lore from this point until I say we're not doing it anymore, uh, I'm getting all of the lore that you fine folks at home want to hear in our Discord in the feedback channel. So... Um, this, the pimp boy, I'm pretty sure was requested by the young Morganism herself, right? Yeah, that Um, was definitely Morgan, yeah. Saint, Saint Morgo. Um, she wanted to hear about this, so we're gonna talk about it. You ready? I'm ready. Cool. Uh, Pimp Boy 3 Billion is a standard Pimp Boy 3000A model that has been pimped out with a gold and silver plating and encrusted with diamonds. Replaces your Pip Boy 3K. If you want to switch it back, you can just go talk to Mick at Mick and Ralph's. Can be obtained during an unmarked quest given by Mick to investigate why the Omertas at the Gamora Casino stop buying weapons from Mick and Ralph's. Uh, this can only happen after you complete the quest, How Little We Know. If you complete the quest, siding with the Omertas, you can convince Big Sal to buy guns from Mick and Ralph. I want to talk about Big Sal for a minute. I don't remember who Big Sal is. I, he's, I don't remember him having a huge part, but can we talk about how good of a name Big Sal is? So yes, my dude, Big Sal. Big fucking Sal. Fucking Big Sal's a 10 out of 10 name. 3 out of 3 milk name. Fucking yeah, crazy definitely fucking 3 name. out of 3 milks. Like, just fucking Big Sal. Like, he's Big either going to break my legs or hold me while I'm crying. Both. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fucking Big Sal. Um... If you side with Kachino, uh, to get the pimp, you can get to get the pimp, pimp boy for free... Now I want you to I want you to say this name with me. You ready? Yes. Trokey? Troy How's T R O I K E. Trike? Troik? Troik? Troik, uh blah, blah, blah. You you to get it you have to get Troik free from his contract. Uh Kachino will tell you that Troik <laughs> this is I love this. Troik had an incident that involves a dead hooker, which can be found in the suites and uh, the, the hotel suites of the of the Gamora, and it has a thirty five med check to examine. Hmm. You can ask Troik about the dead hooker, and he'll explain the whole ordeal. I just want to talk about why I think there should have been more dead hooker quests in New Vegas. Um, yeah, I would like to hear your thoughts on that. I, I think of Vegas, and I think of gambling, and magic shows, and Engelbert and hookers, and dead hookers. And I just, nice. I think that there should, well, not just, because whenever I think of a hooker, I think of a dead hooker, because I always thought there's the dead hooker in the trunk, like, you know what I mean? Like, that old joke? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm surprised there's not more dead hookers, and I don't know if you remember, but the Gamora is fucking huge. Oh, yeah. The property for Gamora is huge. The entire back area? Yeah, there's like a spa, there's a pool. Or no, is that in the White Gloves? The Ultra Gloves? No, that's Gamora. Yeah, I... Big place. Um, you can... you So then you, what you can do is once the whole ordeal uh, is talked about with Troik, 
you can go to you can go to Big Sal and get him free of the contract for 300 caps. You can use Troik's thermite to destroy the gun shipments, and then you tell Mick about about this and that the Ormertas are going to buy guns from him again. Um, I just have a quick note here. When when you when you equipped the the Pimp Boy Three Billion, it plays this funky ass disco music. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear it again, it's it's the first time you like pull it up. It goes, shit, I'm dropping my notes. God damn it! Oh my god, Declan, cut. Nice. What it does is, if you go to, it, it, I'll I'll play the funky ass music right here. Wasn't that great? Um, oh yeah, ten out, three out of three, right? Um, three out of three. So, so if you want to hear it again, you just have to go back to Mick and you're like, "Hey, I want to switch out my Pit Boys," and then you can switch them out. Um. So, in third person, the default screen for the Pit Boy Three Thousand A is green, uh, but with the Pimp Boy Three Thousand A, it's amber. Oh, cool! Yeah, it matches. I always said it as blue for some reason. Really? Yeah, I, like I just think it looked really good with like the gold and silver. I like my default green. I mean, you're also a Fallout 3 person. Whore. Just say it. Yeah, Just whore. Say it. I'm a whore. This man here married himself a whore. I bet that fucking looks crazy with the mustache. Oh, uh, yeah. This man here married himself a whore. Um, if you have a bad relation with Freeside, Mick and Ralph refuse to talk to you. And thus, you cannot get it at all. Yeah. That's really all I have on the Pimp Boy. It's more of an Easter egg than anything else. Yeah, it's something that I really like, though. Yeah, it's it's neat. I remember the first time I found it, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, this is the coolest shit ever. So I always made a yeah. point to get it. You have anything you want to say about it? No, it's just like, it's just some bling. Some good wasteland bling. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. How was your week? I want to try this my, new thing. I want to. I want to talk about the lore, talk about us, and then go into our topics. My week was. How was it Thanksgiving? Was, it, uh, you saw me. I was home. Well, I know, but the people at home don't know Declan. Goddamn. Well, now they do. Yeah, I. I went home. It was fun. I got to see my family. Uh, I got to hang out with my dogs. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I saw Vince. Like that's 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 the thing. I never get to see Vince in the flesh. Um. Other than that, like, yeah, it was just good. I got to relax. I got to play Pokemon more. Um, Nothing you want to We tried to play Gmod. Oh. <laughs> That's coming. That's coming. Everyone's going to yeah, see that. Yeah. That's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, how was your week? I mean, it was all right. Uh, Thanksgiving, I think I don't I don't think I like to eat as much as I thought I did. Um, which, you know, it's whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I... I, I, I ate and took a nap and then I took another nap and then I slept and then I took a third nap um yeah I, I learned how to play rummy oh yeah I taught someone how to play chess we were supposed and to I played the great game we played the great game of now um <laughs> yeah I've been it's been a it's been a fucking time time um yeah my man I don't know I think I like doing this at the beginning more I do too. Yeah, sorry everybody. I just wanted to try it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember what I was going to say now. Sorry. Hmm. Whatever. What do you want to talk about today, my friend? I, I saw that you, you you had some things on the agendas. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Easter eggs because we talked about Pimp Boy. Uh, what's your favorite Fallout Easter egg? Um, mine's in Fallout Three. It is to the north. When you're uh, exploring some radio towers, uh, you're just killing raiders. I remember the first time I found it, I think it was a fox. Uh, you're just exploring ra- I was just exploring. I was shooting raider men. And fox is like, with his big Gatling gun, asking if something was troubling me. And I was just like, oh, I'll open this door. And it says, open door. And the door swings open. It just says, fuck you. I don't know if that's... I don't know yeah, if that's, uh, I guess uh, that counts. Yeah. I'm going to put a picture of it, because I always... I should have... I'm looking on my desktop now. I don't see it, but I always try to keep on my computer or my phone uh, a picture that just is the fuck you door. So if anybody says anything to me, I can just be like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. 
Or I'll put like a like a tiny URL, like I'll shorten it and send them a link to the fuck you door picture. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like that one. What about um, yourself? For me, I got a couple. I really like uh, in Fallout Two. I believe there was the the Doctor Who Easter egg in Fallout Two, where the TARDIS just like shows up. Yeah, where the TARDIS is just like in one of the like blank cells. Mm-hmm. So I think that one's really cool. Um, I'm looking through a, a list of uh, cultural references in the Fallout franchise right now. What do you mean cultural references? Um, like things like Easter eggs. Is um, Nuka-Cola considered a cultural reference? It's on here as a reference really? to uh, Coca-Cola. Can you, can you bless me with the list? I can. Please and thank. Um, I'll throw that in the lounge. I, I, um... I, I like the reference of the goat being in four. I think it's a little pandery. Um, but I think that was kind of cool. I remember when I found it, I was like, oh, ho! And then I was like, on my second playthrough, oh, no, because I had to sit through it again. Um, another another one that I like is, uh, I just saw it on this list, that in Fallout 3, one of the terminal uh, passwords can be GURPS. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And that's a, a reference to the RPG system that Fallout was originally based off of. Yes. Uh, I have the... I'm looking at the, the list. I clicked on the John, but it took me to uh, the picture I clicked on. And hmm. the cameras are meant to look like HAL 9000. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's just one that I remember. Um, Megaton itself. Yeah, I mean, that's like... Whatever, oh, here's one. But... I like this one a lot. This one is one of those that I never know. Uh, the Lone Wanderer's birthday being 713-2258 is a biblical reference to Micah 713, which reads, And the earth will become desolate because of her inhabitants on account of the fruit of their deeds. That's wow. pretty cool. I didn't know yeah. that. That's super tight. Hey, guess what? If you're in the what? Discord, you're going to see this ahead of time. Yeah? Because that's fucking you, really cool, and I really like that. Are you popping like that, that in, in general? Yeah, I'm putting that in general right now. Um, if cool. you're watching this episode now, and it, there's not a bunch of shit in general, find this, and then hit it with a little uh, ghoulman. Yeah, hit it with a little ghoul. Um, that's really cool. I really, I'm not a religious person by any stretch of the imagination, but there's something about biblical... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, biblical... Um, like, lore? Not lore. <laughs> um, like biblical references to things that always just get me like I'm like ooh like I got a sweet spot for it in my heart like almost as if it's like some kind of like ancient prophecy no I think it's more that like I think the bible is is a book that people uh, whether you're, whether or not you're religious in any respect should read I think you should read any religious book just to learn about someone else's culture um and I think there's probably a bunch of really good lessons in there. How many times do you hear the term Good Samaritan thrown around? And I'm like yeah. 90% sure that's from the Bible. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is. So, like, just as, as a way to learn and to better yourself as a human, you should read. Um, and I think there's lessons to be learned in there. I'm not saying that everything in there is, is sacrosanct. I mean, it kind of is and it kind of isn't. But, like, it's not you should take it literal for the entire thing, but you should... Maybe right. take some of the less. You know what I mean? He said as he rambled. There's so many, uh, like, references I, I didn't even realize. Um, some of them Occam's are very Razor the... is, like, a reference to Occam's Razor, like, the scientific principle. That, And that is that uh, the more simple solution is better than the more complex solution. Yeah. There's there's a lot of these that I think are very like just obvious. Um, yeah. Like, what's the one I just saw? It was so obvious that Conan the Barbarian is just right, Grognak. Yeah. Um, one that I really like that I just saw: Duck and Cover, the explosion. Which I, but again, this is one that I knew. Duck and Cover is the books that are the explosive books. Um, there's propaganda films that are called Duck and Cover. You ever see Duck and Cover, the propaganda film? No. Oh, dude, it's amazing. I love. I love nuclear era, era like, shit, and I love propaganda films like PSAs from the 40s and the 50s, and Duck and Cover is wonderful because it's about, it, it starts off with a turtle, and he's like, doodle-doo, 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 and there's like a song, and he's like fucking 
skipping down the street and all of a sudden like a squirrel with like a fishing pole and a little stick of TNT is there and it goes in front of him and it's like duck and cover when the bombs go off get under something and you're watching it like they're gonna die they're gonna be vaporized it doesn't matter what you're under you're dead I just found a really good reference there's a Street Fighter reference in Fallout 3 really where yeah in Little Lamplight there's a speech check that um, it says, uh, the day I showed up here is the best day of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. And that's a reference to the 1994 film Street Fighter, Uh-oh. in which M. Bison and Chun-Li are having a conversation about his murder, about him murdering her father, which Jesus. she doesn't remember. M. Bison says, for you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. For me, it was another Tuesday. Wow. That's so cool. You want to hear a fun story about M. Bison? Sure. M. Bison, Sagat, and Balrog, are all, all of their names got switched like last minute, and I don't remember which way is which, but M. Bison is the red bad guy from Street Fighter 2. I don't know if he's in the first one, but I know he's in Street Fighter 2. Um, and then there's Balrog, who's a boxer. And in Japan, M. Bison was supposed to be the boxer because it was supposed to be like Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. And then when it got when it got localized in America, they switched all the names around. So huh. Balrog is supposed to be like M Bison, and Balrog got switched, and then Sagat got switched because those were supposed to be like the three bad guys, like right? The three right. main bad guys. So I don't know which order it got switched, but I know. M- and then every time I hear of M Bison, I think of the Riff Raff line where he goes, "I slide like M Bison" because that's like a movie <laughs> has. Um, yeah, fucking love Street Fighter. Yeah, I knew you'd like that one. Um, man, there are so Moira Brown's many. terminal password is MB3KOMFG, and the last four letters are a common internet acronym for Oh My Fucking God. What is MK3 or MB, MB3K? Moira, Moira Brown, Brown 3000? 3000. Probably. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah. There's a, a Shining reference in Tenpenny Tower. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, the in, fucking... I know exactly what it is. It's a tricycle, yeah, right? it's a tricycle in the yeah. hallway, yeah. Them is a reference to those. Uh, again, we should watch another those. another obvious one. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more than I expected. And this is just the Fallout 3 ones. Oh, I didn't even realize we were only on Fallout 3, to be honest with you. Oh, check the Fallout 4 ones. Yeah, I'll Whoa, stay here. You go to that. Megadeth. Oh, Wow. Uh, the phrase first mistake, last mistake, uttered by pit raiders, pit raiders, wild men, and several other hostiles is from the Megadeth song, Holy Wars. That's cool. That's very neat, yeah. Oh, wow. In Fallout 4, you know how Codsworth can say your name sometimes? A lot of those are references. What do you mean? Almost all of them are references, actually. What do you mean? Like, um, some of the ones on the list are like, Amir, and that's... A reference to Night Rider or Night Runner. Um, what's another one? I uh, think that's Buffy for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Corvo for like Dishonored. A lot of them are from like different game franchises. Really? Yeah. Humongous from Mad Max Two. They don't have Vince or Vincent. Um, you would think you would think they would think, do like yeah. a fucking Final Fantasy Vincent Valentine, but whatever. Yeah, like, oh, this list is actually insane. Like, all these are references. Oh, wow, listen to this one. In The Town Little Lamplight, the Dr. Lucy is a, is a reference to the character Lucy from Charles Schultz's Peanuts. Inside the clinic where she is located, a sign, re- sign reads, The Doctor is in can be found. Wow, which is the fucking, like, the therapy station thing. Did yeah. you grow up with Peanuts or no? Um, I always watch, like, the holiday specials. Because, like, my mom really liked them. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I didn't really watch them regularly. Yeah, I, I remember my aunt calling me and being like, you have to put it on the road, the road, the road. Oh, my God. What about the road? We the ro- Okay, so if you guys are longtime fans um, or frequent, I don't like saying fans, frequent listeners, um, The Road is a movie that we we both have to review in mm-hmm. our burner episodes or whatever. Um, which we'll do a burner if we're both busy and something came up or whatever. Um, 
The Road is this movie. It's a movie, it's a book, and, and it's a movie, and I can't find the movie anywhere, and I want the Blu-ray, but the Blu-ray is extremely expensive, and it's not being pressed again, I guess, unless they do, like, a Criterion, which I'll buy it then, but I don't want the DVD, I want the fucking Blu-ray. Um, it's this movie that is just my type of movie. The whole time it's sad. Like, the So, yeah, whole, it's your kind of movie. The whole time it's sad, and then... Like, like nothing good ever happens, and then it just kind of ends, and it's fucking beautiful. But The Road is a 2006 novel by Cormac McCarthy. Uh, this post-apocalyptic story influenced Bethesda Softworks, as mentioned by Todd Howard in an interview. Uh, in their work in Fallout 3, the most overt references to the book are the hunters who peddle strange meat, or human flesh, and the cannibals in the town of Andale. Um, I watched that movie... I think I watched I watched the end of it with my mom, I want to say. I think I walked in the house. I was like, what are you watching? This looks awesome. And she's like, it's called The Road. It used to be on Netflix. And really? Yeah, for a little while it was on Netflix. And I wanted to watch it like a week later and it wasn't there. And uh, and I'm watching it and I look over at her and I'm like, this looks like Fallout 3. And she's like, I know. I uh, Not that my mom played it, but she was like, I know. I thought of you when it came on because I know you like the end of the world. <laughs> so... <laughs> fucking love dude i've only seen it once and i've only seen like the last half or quarter but it's fucking awesome see another one that i think is pretty obvious is president eden's radio broadcast or modeled after the fireside chats by uh franklin d roosevelt yeah um i just saw one on the fallout 4 page that was actually pretty good um i mean of course there's like the obvious ones like uh like uh peabody that's the indiana jones reference what? The fridge. The boy in the fridge. Oh. Oh, this one's cool. The boot-up screen for the Pip-Boy 3000 Mark IV has 64 kilobytes of RAM and er, 38,911 bytes free, and that's the same as the boot screen for the Commodore 64. Wow, that's awesome. That's really cool. That's something you, that you know, like, some fucking sweaty basement dweller was like, that's the best thing I've seen all day. Yeah. Oh, that's actually really funny. I like that one a lot. A lot of these th- that they list are obvious. Like, half of the, like, mini-games, like the Pip-Boy games, are yeah. references to arcade games. Go to the, uh, what's it called? Oh, Declan, you passed one of the best ones, The Thing. Oh, Robert yeah, McCready is called RJ. RJ McCready is Kurt Russell's character in The Thing. Uh, have you ever seen The Thing? No. Things fucking brilliant. I the th- I don't like horror movies, but the thing is a is the perfect horror movie because it's suspense. I don't think a lot of horror movies are scary because there's a scary man with a gun or with a sword. Yeah. The fact that they have no control over the thing to the point where they don't even know what to call it, it's just a thing. Like the just the idea of that is is fucking amazing. Oh, so, okay, this is one that I always think is interesting. Transformers. The one... One of the phrases Liberty Prime says when fully activated is freedom is the sovereign right of all Americans, which is similar to Optimus Prime's motto of freedom is the right to all sentient beings. While Emil Pagliarello... I I don't know. Close enough. uh, Denied any intentional relation between Liberty Prime and Optimus Prime, he admitted he could have made the reference subconsciously as he is sometimes known to do. Um, Liberty Prime is more of a reference from the robot of the day the Earth stood still. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, like, based on how he looks. Uh, there's one here... I actually found Blue- a Simpsons reference in 4. Uh, Radiation King? Uh, not that one. Oh, what is Different it? one. I'll tell the Radiation At Beaver King. Creek Lanes, uh, and that's in Far Harbor, there's a terminal entry that lists the 2078 Far Harbor Bowling League standings. Yes. The team in third place is the Holy Rollers, which is Ned Flanders' bowling team from The Simpsons. You know what's fucking crazy about that reference? What? I remember finding that. And really? I remember, like, I remember, I love The Simpsons. I have, like, 18 or 19 seasons on DVD. And I'm afraid they're not going to print anymore because now it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, and <clears throat> I don't want to give them more money, but I'll yeah. buy the DVDs because I need a full collection. Um, I remember... Like, sitting there going, ha-ha, when I found it. And then I went, what's sadder? The fact that I noticed the Simpsons reference, 
or that it's not even the main team. Like, in that episode, Homer, Moe, Apu, and somebody else. Who the fuck else starts the Pin Pals? Is it Mr. Burns? Declan, I gotta look I'm, I'm not a Simpsons fan. I don't hold really on, know. Hold on, hold on. How are you, not, you never watch The Simpsons? I've seen a couple episodes here and there, but... I fucking love The Simpsons. I just didn't really grow up with it. So, okay. So, they, they, they go against a bunch of other... They go against a bunch of other um, teams, right? It is Mr. Burns. I was right. Yes, yes, because they want to kick Mr. Burns off the team. Mo Homer, Mr. Burns, and a poo. Um, they, they, uh, like, what's set? Like, it, it's Ned Flanders' fucking team. It's not even Homer's. Like, it's the fucking wacky yeah. next door neighbor. Um, An interesting reference in 4 is that a bunch of paintings have Todd Howard in them. Yeah. The one of the one that's most noticeable is the Napoleon Bonaparte uh painting mm-hmm. has Todd Howard's face. That was kind of cool. Um Radiation King. I think this goes back all the way to Fallout 1. I could be wrong. Um all the TVs say Radiation King, which is the Simpsons original TV. Uh mm-hmm. there's also an episode where they go to a place to buy a discount TV, and it's not like Toshiba or Sony. There was Sorny, which is just another dumb joke that's stuck in my head. There's one here about the moon landing, and you know I love me the moon landing. I know you love the moon landing. While completing head of state in the favor of slavers, Three Dog will report on the incident with uh, a news section on GNR. Uh, he closes with the phrase, One small step backwards for man, one giantly... <laughs> evolutionary rewind for mankind this is a reference to the astronaut neil armstrong's quote after taking his first step on the moon the original quote is one small step for man one giant leap for mankind which i was just talking about this with someone recently um i can never remember his name it's mike something the dude who was who didn't leave the ship but was on the moon Mm -hmm. uh buzz aldrin and neil armstrong got out this dude mike fucking can you google it quick can you open up a tab and look it up yeah, um, um, Mike something, Mike something, the astronaut. Part of his training was to just know, hey, if they're not back on the ship in this time, you need to leave the moon without them. Wow. Imagine, like, knowing I have to leave my, like, this took, I want to say, three days to get to the moon. Like, imagine being like, hey, I just trained with these guys for, like, a year and a half, if not longer. We spent three days traveling, and now I just have to be like, like... Oh wow, Wolfman Jack! I didn't know. I mean, I knew this, but I didn't. I guess the the GNR DJ Three Dog uh, has a similar on-air personality to '50s radio icon Wolfman Jack, who was featured in the film American Graffiti. I didn't know that he was in a movie. I knew Wolfman Jack because my parents grew up in New York and told me about Wolfman Jack. Huh? That's real fucking neato, Jimbo. Sorry, I'm still looking at the Apollo 11 people. Uh, Michael Collins. Michael Collins. I don't know why I can never remember. I can never remember his name. What's our time? Um, our time right now is and 30 I, minutes. And I'm recording. Yes, good. Oh, in, uh, in Fallout 4, in the South Boston Police Department, there is an entry on the evidence terminal pertaining to a suspect named Nicole Connolly, who is accused of a crime of Grand Theft Auto. Her name is shortened to Nico. In reference to no Nico Bellic from GTA 4. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That's also, really there's awesome. a um, there's a chalkboard with uh, with chalk scribbled on it, and uh, a skeleton grabbing to it in the CIT ruins as a reference to Goodwill Hunting. Really, I've never seen Goodwill Hunting. Neither have I, but I've seen that like iconic scene. Oh, you want to hear some cool Bible references from New Vegas? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even look at any of the New Vegas ones. The yeah, quest, I want to know that one. The quest render unto Caesar is a reference to the famous phrase from Mark twelve seventeen: Render unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. That's fucking crazy. Uh, that's really it. There's nothing else, like, biblically. Like, like with verses. With, there's a bunch of other shit, like the Gomorrah Casino is a reference to the biblical, the biblical sin city Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quest we are legion is a quote from from a demon that Jesus meets who says my name is legion for we are many which they made a movie about mm-hmm. there's actually a really cute Forrest Gump reference in, uh, 
in 4. Oh, yeah? When talking to Parker Quinn, he may say, life is a box of chocolates, you never get what you want, which is a reference to the famous phrase, life is a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. That's awesome. I like Parker Quinn, because he steals my money. Yeah. And he does it with a smile. <laughs> you love a thief with a smile. Do you want to you wanna know a little bit about Dean Martin in New Vegas? Yeah, actually I do. Ain't That a Kick in the Head is the title of a song popularly sung by Dean Martin. Uh, the song itself appears in on Radio New Vegas. Mr. New Vegas says you're nobody until somebody loves you, and that somebody is me. Uh, as one of his random opening statements, you're nobody until somebody loves you was a song recorded by Dean Martin, amongst others. I um, think I heard the Biggie Smalls version of that before I heard the Dean Martin version. Really? Yeah, did you ever hear that, the Biggie Smalls one? No, what is it? It's... You're no, I mean, he just he says literally that. Oh, okay. Uh, the quest Valer, V O L Valer, Valer, V O L A R E, Valer. How do you say it? Valer, Valer, uh, public school, uh, is a reference to the popular title of an Italian song best known in English the, through a rough translated version sung by Dean Martin. The original title of the song is, oh my god. Nel blue the pinto the blue in the blue. You could just put that blue? on the screen. Yeah, let me <laughs> fucking crop this Johnson out. There are numerous Blade Runner references. Yeah, but I've never seen Blade Runner. Really, Blade yeah. Runner is really it, it's. I like that a lot. I like you? Blade Runner a lot. Elon Musk is a big fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as it seems. Um, let me see. The entire noodle bar from Diamond City is a reference to, to Blade Runner. Is it? Mm-hmm. The, wait, hold on, hold on. The dude who voices Takashi is somebody big. Takahashi. Takahashi, what'd I say? Uh, Takashi. Sorry, Takahashi. Who voices Takahashi? I don't know, but I'm sure I'll probably come on, up with that on, on this little section. In the middle of Diamond City, there is a robot, Takahashi, that sells noodles, and the only line he speaks is Nani Nishimashoka, which means, what'll you have? This is a very simple phrase, including imperfect grammar, as it is said by the noodle seller at the noodle bar in Blade Runner. Wes Johnson. Really? Oh, is it really? Fucking, really? I didn't know that. No, no fucking way. Wes Johnson, I mean, he's Sugarath, is he not? I'm pretty sure. And Sugarath, yeah, which means he also did Fox. In Fallout 3, Johnson voices huh. Mr. He voices Mr. Burke, all super mutants, including Fox and Uncle Leo, the Sentry Bots, the Protectrons, oh my god, the Trackers did a lot. in Dang. Point Lookout, and Scribe Bigsley. God damn! Johnson damn. returns for the next major installment of the Fallout series where he voices the Silver Shroud and reprises his role as the Protectrons and Sentrybots as well as minor several minor super mutants. In 76, he also reprised his role as the Protectrons uh, and he did additional voices for Gabe Ramus, Randy Calloway, Timothy Wolf, Mr. Fluff, Vendorbot Bob, Vendorbot Greg, Vendorbot Mac. As well as several different unnamed members of the Responders and the Raiders. Holy shit. That's kind of cool. <laughs> wow. One of Codsworth's uh, jokes is, Comic Sans, Ariel, and Papyrus walk into a bar. In reference to the, what the shitty fonts. No, that's just like all the joke is. Oh. It's just an unfinished joke. I thought like yeah, bar was like a grammar joke. You know what I mean? Mm. Um... Euclid Seafinder. I can't believe Wes Johnson voiced all of those fucking characters. You know That's how many? Insane. You know yeah. how many times that man has asked me if something was troubling me? A lot of times. You know what sucks about that line? It's what? so burned into my head of Fox going, "Is something troubling you, my friend?" And I cannot find it unless I'm playing the game. I really? can't find it online. I can't. I wanted to make it my text noise. I'll find it for you. If you do, I will give you a big, fat, wet smooch on the forehead, bucko. Do it. Uh, Euclid Seafinder is a reference to the Greek mathematician Euclid, who is regarded as the father of geometry. Yeah, Euclidean uh, geometry. You act like I would know this. 
Futurama. Hold on a second. This is from Lonesome yeah, Road. Inside this the, oh, this yeah. one I know. Inside the cave of Abandoned, there is a fossilized dog named Seymour. This is a reference to the Futurama episode Jurassic Bark, which is the saddest episode of anything animated ever, in which Fry finds his dog Seymour fossilized. You can only Aww. find Seymour if you have the Wild Wasteland trait. Did you ever see that episode? No. Oh my god, he finds his dog. I've only seen, like, the first few episodes of uh, Futurama, and, like, that's it. What are you waiting for, bucko? Come on, Yeah, it's on Netflix. I should just watch it. Is it? Or It's on Netflix or Hulu. It's one of them. Well, in that episode, Fry finds his dog, and he's in the year 3000, and he's like, Hey, I found my dog. This is Seymour. And he's like, we can... And the Professor Farnsworth's like, we can bring him back. And then they do, like, carbon dating on him, and he's, like, 26. Wow. And they're like, do you really want to bring the dog back? And he goes, no, he lived a full life. Yeah, it's a fucking... That's real sad. Yeah. Did you ever read home or watch Homestar Runner? No. Neither have I, but it's all, it's something that I really wanted to get into because I remember when they announced the Wii, they did something with Homestar Runner and, like, and like Strong Bad. And it was part of... It's just this piece of internet culture that I never figured out. And it's 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 been like a white whale. Like for a while, Chris Chan was my white whale of internet culture, and now mm-hmm. it's Strong Bad. And like, I don't know anything about it, and it's super hard for me to figure out what it is because I think it's over. And if it's not over, it's something that the dude only does like once every other year. Hmm. Um, but in the Gek, the object effect for the flare gun is named "Burninate All the Peoples," which is a line from <laughs> Strong Bad's Trogdor song. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I've covered enough Easter eggs uh, to hold me over till Easter. Hold on, I want to see if there's any more cool ones. I'm in New Vegas. I don't feel like we gave New Vegas enough love. Yeah, I didn't. Actually, don't. There's a Soylent Green reference in New Vegas. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin that movie. I won't. The reference just says Salient Green is a reference to the movie oh, Soylent Green. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That's that's it. There's a lot of little ones. I'm at, I'm at Soylent Green right now that I just don't feel like like I need to say, and some of them are super niche. Like, oh, the Rad Pack. Yeah, the Rat Pack. I think we should talk about that one. Frank Sinatra, cool. Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., and Peter Lawford. Peter Lawford has to be, and Joey Bishop. Those two have to be like, like Ringo's cousin of the Beatles. <laughs> because if you told me name three out of the five members of the Rat Pack, Sinatra, Mar- Martin, Sammy Davis, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's just yeah. I I have no clue who the two other are. I have no idea either. The Rad Pack Review, which is a group of entertainers working at at the All Aces and the Tops. Oh, it doesn't even tell you who they are. Well, fuck you. Well, there's a, a quest for you to like recruit them. So you're right. You're right. They're, the graffiti found at Hoover Dam and occasionally loading screen says Spirit of 20, 2277, which is a reference towards the Spirit of 77 in Watchmen's Chapter 8 Old Ghosts. I gotta read Watchmen again. That's actually kind of cool. Right. I didn't read Watchmen, but that sounds like an interesting reference. I'm at the bottom of the list, which means we talked about fucking a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah. Anything I didn't realize there were this many. Anything you can think of real quick? Um, what do you mean? About Easter eggs? Just... just just last minute things, anything. No, I think that's just about it. So, so got a little bit of a public service announcement. Listen up, children. This stuff's important. Um, from now until forever, um, I'm going to be starting to upload our Atomic Tabletop series on the podcasting platforms. We had some requests in the Discord. So if anyone wants to listen to our long-form show of um, us exploring the wasteland and um, destroying buildings, um, that's going to be available to you on wherever podcasts are sold. So that's kind of cool. Yes. I just wanted to throw that in here somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, some people, I wanted to keep it, I because I'm an idiot, I wanted to keep it on the YouTube uh, just because it was reasonable. It has a lot of visual aids, so like... Yeah. I kind of get that, too. That's another reason why I wanted to keep it there. Um, but, you know what? I think it's silly to deny people any sort of yeah thing. So, yeah, if you want, you can go there, check it out. Um, 
and download that. Uh, I don't know when are you when are you going to start uploading it? I'm going to be uploading them. Uh, probably the first one will be up uh, by the time this episode is out. You sure. I'm going to try to upload them every Wednesday, and then going forward, uh, they will be released when the YouTube version is released uh, on a monthly basis. Okay, so be on the lookout for that. Um, yep. So you're going to get, like, three Wednesdays in a row of some good Atomic Tabletop content. Cool. And then and then it'll go back to, f- it'll be five episodes a month for the podcasting apps. So whatever yes. you're on, you'll have, and hopefully... You know, people listen. I mean, I would hope yeah. they would. Um, yeah. How do we segue out of this one? Um, hey, Vince. Hey, Declan. You know what has two wheels and can easily change topics? Stephen Hawking? Yes. <laughs> what, what What are we talking about next? I don't, I don't know. You said you had some <laughs> stuff you wanted to talk about. I was letting you kind of... Oh, um, well, I have this little thing written down on our, our to-do list, and I wrote down, what does it mean to be rich in Fallout? And I thought that was kind of an interesting question. We're talking about the pimp boy. Okay. It's some bling. Okay. So, what does, I mean, like, of course there is the modern connotation of being rich, like having enough money to, like, live a comfortable life and uh, splurge and have a lot of, uh, like, uh, material possessions, but what does it mean to have a rich life in Fallout? Just a question, hypothetical. I think it depends on who you ask. Uh, I, I'd like to agree, yeah. Character-wise, because you can you can go to Alistair Tenpenny and be like, hey, what does it mean to be rich? And he can say something akin to what you said of being wealthy and being comfortable and XYZ, right? Mm-hmm. But then you can ask somebody like Sticky. <laughs> Do you remember Sticky? No. The Annoying Man? No. Um, there's a bunch of old YouTube machinimas that are about the Annoying Man, and it's the guy you take from Little Lamplight to what is Big Town? Yes. Uh, and he just talks the entire time and be like, why aren't we there yet? What's taking so long? Um, and then he'll be like, let's make up a story. And he like randomly generates a story out of like a couple different pathways. Uh, there's a bunch of machinimas about him. I remember back in the day that I used to just watch. Um, and Why would you subject yourself to to that? Because I love Fallout 3. I just wanted to watch more shit about it. Um, Fair. And he's someone who I would think being rich in the wasteland is just having friends. He's also a man-child, so... Um, yeah. But I would also think of someone who thinks being rich in the wasteland is just having enough water, having enough bullets to survive. Uh... Or, like, having a family, having people that you love and care for. Yeah, like, rich is one of those words where it's like, yes, this means that, but yeah, yeah. What would you say? I I honestly don't know. I think it's it's a very, uh, like, personal definition of what it means to be rich. Um, I would say, like, personally, being rich in the wasteland would be, like, not having to worry about food and not having to worry about shelter. That's probably like, and, and like water by extension of food. That was, and those are like the, like, uh, three, like hierarchy of needs. You need water, you need shelter and you need food. Actually, I want to talk about that since you brought that up. Yeah. Um, someone introduced me to Maslow's hierarchy of needs a number of years ago. And it kind of has been one of those things that stuck with me. Yeah. Um, because I don't agree with it. Okay, well, let me pull up a little chart so I can remind myself. So, for those who who need to know, the very bottom, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up a picture. Yeah. Uh, let me just do a little editing. Hold on. It's in thing if you need it. Okay. Yeah, so the one. bottom the, the bottom two are basic needs. The middle two are psychological needs, and the top one is self fulfillment needs. Right. Okay. So, and I don't agree with a few of these because the yeah, very let's, very bottom. Let's talk about that. Sorry. Let's talk about that then. Okay, because I think because the way you can't, you have to build from the bottom up, right? Mm-hmm. You can't sustain the upper needs if you can't sustain the bottom ones. Exactly. So there's psychological needs being food, water, warmth, and rest. Totally. Or that's absolutely. physiological. I'm sorry. What I say? Psychological. Sorry. Tiny trog brain. Public school. Yada yada. Yada yada. Then there's safety needs, which are security and safety, which way to use the word and the definition. 
And then there's biological love and needs. Intimate relationships and friends. And then above that is esteem needs, being prestige and the feeling of accomplishment. And then above that is self-actualization, achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. I don't agree with biological love and needs and esteem needs. I think those should be flipped. Because um, how am I going to love others if I don't love myself? I want. I think the way that I digest this... Uh, belonging. Uh, humans are social creatures. Uh, we yes. like literally develop mental problems if we are secluded in isolation. Yeah. So I think when it says intimate relationships, it just means like having the having other people to interact with. I don't agree with that. You don't think so? No, because friends is right there. So intimate relationships, I, I assume to be like another, like a like a companion, like a companion in the sense of like someone I'm going to. Not to sound like a fucking incel about it, but someone I'm going to breed with. You know what I mean? Like someone who has right. the potential to be a mother to my spawn. You know what I mean? It, yeah, like if that were the, the prime directive. Because, like, I have a ton of friends, but, like, I'm not going to sit there and tell, like... I shouldn't even say I have a ton of friends because I don't. But, like, I have friends, and then I have friends that I'm very close with. And, like, I might tell you something, but... I might not tell Kyle. Oh, guys, by the way, Kyle's name is Bentley now. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, let's keep it on the DL. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I might not tell Bentley. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, I don't know. So I, 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 I found another one that I, I like just to get, like, a couple comparisons. Um, it puts reproduction in the physiological needs. Reproduction? Really? Yeah. I'm so looking at a very simple. Can you send me yours? Because I'm looking at a very simplified yeah, list. I put it in uh, in Hostland. Oh, did you? My yes. man, I didn't even see that. I apologize. Um, see, okay, friendship, intimacy, family, and sense of connection. Yeah. So intimacy, I would think of not just the act of being intimate, but like, like having a, a one-on-one connection with someone. Yeah, but then I don't under like why, how am I going to have a one-on-one understanding and love somebody if I don't love myself? Respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength and freedom. Though see, I think love and belonging and esteem should be switched, but that's just me. I don't I don't want to make this the fucking psychology, John. Yeah, like we're not full disclosure. We are not like uh, authorities in this topic. No. It's just something that I, we're like, I just talking host about. The podcast. I barely yeah. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I can kind of agree with you. I feel like some of them could be like judged a little bit. I think, I think the sense of two, connection. Absolutely. I think sense of connection definitely comes before like friendship and intimate intimacy. Like if I were going to shuffle them around a little bit, I'd say sense oh. of connection can stay on the yellow branch. And uh, self-esteem would kind of go down to the yellow branch. But, like, status and freedom, I feel like, and uh, friendship and family, that stuff can kind of maybe pop up to, like, the green one. I think freedom should be in self-actualization. Am I saying this correctly? Actualization? Self-actualization. Actualization. I think freedom should be in there, because I think only once you you hit all of your parts of self-esteem, you can have that freedom. I agree with you, actually. Yeah, you know what I mean? That, yeah. I think this is... The way that freedom that I digest it in this sense is, like, the feeling that you have control over your what you're doing, your destiny. Not so much as, like, legal grounds of, like, freedom. No, no, I'm not thinking about that at all. I'm thinking, like... I don't know. I... I, I don't know. I. How did we get here? I don't know. I kind of like talking about it, though. Yeah, I do, too. I like talking about these deep things. I, I heard something recently that um, every conversation... I was the one of the dudes who was, like, the co-creators of The Chappelle Show. He was mm-hmm. on Theo Vaughn's podcast. And he said, every conversation that isn't deep and meaningful... And I don't think he's... I'm paraphrasing how he said it. But every conversation that isn't meaningful, that isn't people talking about ideas and people talking about feelings and art and shit, is just trivia. And... Huh. As, as much as I love trivia, you shouldn't talk about trivia all the time. Because think about it. Hey, what's the weather for today? Oh, it's going to be 55 and rain. That's, what'd that's, you, that's what'd nothing, you do over the weekend? Yeah. Uh, it was Thanksgiving. Okay. You know what I mean? But when you sit yeah. down and you say to your friend, it's hey, small man, talk. 
Yeah, but when you sit down and say to your friend, "Hey, man, how did how did, how do you how are you feeling? Like, how are you doing? Are you happy? Are you satisfied?" These are now that's that's a conversation with meat and potatoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the Thanksgiving of conversations. Yeah. Um, that was actually quite funny. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think that um, to be rich is to actualize everything inside of the hierarchy of needs, in a sense. Um, yeah, I think that's like a really perfect definition. And and I think part of the actualization of of the needs is to realize that maybe some of it is out of order, and maybe you don't need all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need the needs. I. Yeah, uh, I was actually on a tangent once with uh, Stephen about how I don't think we need to be social. And I understand that you can develop mental disorders, like you said, about not being social. But I don't think that you necessarily... I think a little isolation is good for, for people. Oh, like, yeah, there's, you definitely need some alone time. Like, And I'm not just saying alone time, but I'm saying, like, I think isolation can be good. And I'm not saying alone time. Like, oh, guys, I don't feel like going out tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in. I mean isolation. Um, Mark Marin has a joke. He's like, I don't trust people that couldn't be drug addicts because how could you not just lose control of your life for a couple of years? Like, to, 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 to put yourself away, to put yourself, like, for lack of a better term, in a room... And just kind of say, I exist in here, and I need to... It's almost like a like a meditation thing I look at it as. Like That's I, really I'll, interesting. I'll sit in the room by myself, and whether it be I watch YouTube or listen to music or XYZ, I will sit in the room and I will think. And I will think about who I am and what I contribute to this planet, what I bring to the table. Remember what I said when we got sushi? Yeah. I said, what is your, your value as a human? And not just like, I go here and I do this and I work at this place and I enjoy this. But what do you bring to the table? What do you actually bring to the table? What do you think that you on a fundamental human level bring to other humans that increases your value as a homo sapien? Hmm. And like, that's such a, that's a question that like, is there a right answer? Like, no. That's my favorite kind of question is yeah. when it doesn't have a right answer because I could never be wrong. No, because like <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, there's two types of questions that I've learned. There's why questions and what questions and why questions are questions that allow you to have excuses and what questions are questions that allow you to find the answer. Why questions huh, are fun. Yeah. What questions are definite. If I say, why didn't I go to the gym today? It's, well, I'm not feeling well. It's a Saturday. I need a cheat day this week. Uh, right. I didn't I didn't do this. What if you say, why didn't I go to the gym? Because I didn't get in the car and go. Because I didn't put on my pants. Like, it's, it's fine. It's, we're here, and then we're there. There's no yep. detours on the destination to get to the answer. Hmm. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. I've been having a lot of really good talks with a lot of really good people lately. That's good. Yeah. So, sorry like, um, if I just got a little... Like, super deep, yeah. But... Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I guess I try not to overthink about, like, why I do things. I just do whatever feels like the right thing to do. Okay. Um, um, whatever is going to provide the some level of like self fulfillment like mm-hmm. um i don't know like lately i've been my my motto my mantra i've been going i i always have like a few things that i like live my life by um mm-hmm. one of the sayings that i always think about is it comes from jay-z uh you can't afford something until you can buy it twice uh, another that, that's one. A, that's a good method to live by. Yeah, another one. I don't know where it comes from. I know it's in a Doom song, but it's like the wording is flipped around. Is scared money don't make money. Um, How do you interpret that? Uh, like if you're if you want to start a business or you want to do something, um, you can't be scared to spend the money because scared money don't make money. Like if you're scared, okay, yeah, to yeah, sp- yeah. you have to spend it to make it. Yeah. Um, something's only worth as much as your dumbass is willing to pay. You've been saying that since we were kids. Yeah. Uh, and I learned that from fucking people that buy sneakers. And I was like, why would you spend $600 on a pair of sneakers? And then I realized 
things are only as expensive as you're willing to pay. If you want a brand new fucking uh, what's a what's a video processor? Give me a name. Um, RTX twenty eighty Ti. Yeah, if you want that and it's eight hundred dollars, it's only as worth thirteen hundred. Okay, thirteen hundred. I didn't. I don't know. See, I don't because it's not important to me. I, I'm not willing to pay thirteen hundred dollars. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's only and you are probably tell me if I'm wrong. Someone who's willing to pay that for a better processor. Uh, I mean, I. Like, last year, got a, a new graphics processor. No, so I like, understand, but I'm saying, like, that's the realm of shit you're into. Oh, yeah, like, I... Yeah, I'm willing to drop multiple hundreds of dollars on uh, technological equipment, because that's, yes. like, what I do. But, but what I'm getting at is, like, me... Um, that isn't I'm, worth shit to you. No, it's not. It's not... Yeah. Like, it means nothing to me. Like, oh, cool, uh, ray tracing. I don't know what it does. Like... You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, another one that I've been saying a lot lately is you're not responsible for other people's happiness. Yeah. Uh, and this one's kind of bad, but if it feels good, do it. Which. <laughs> that I mean, one can, that's a slippery slope. Yeah, which can be like, oh, you know what? I'm eating this cheesecake. Heroin! Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Ooh. Like, uh, <laughs> no, but um, I can definitely, I can see the positive aspects of that one. Like, I've yeah. been uh, doing a lot recently to... I've been doing a lot of things for me recently, uh-huh. as opposed to doing things for other people. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been a, a journey, but, like, it's been f- getting better. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like I was kind of, like, in a rut for, like, the past, like, year or so. And I feel like I finally have a little bit of direction. Really? Yeah. And, like, I try not to let on that I'm, like, upset <laughs> but uh, yeah because you know i never want to talk about it um <laughs> he said it he said the thing all right um but i think like now i my my path forward is doing things for me mm-hmm. i feel you I, I, so, I you know what? It, yeah. I am going to agree with you. I feel like some of those esteem aspects should be below love and uh, belonging. You see what I'm saying? Because, like, I was trying to to date, but then I just, like, I couldn't do it because I had, I was so up my own ass. Like, I'm, I was so fucked into? up. Uh, what? <laughs> Is that what you're into? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh... <laughs> I was just, like, so preoccupied with my own problems that I wasn't able to actually, like, develop healthy new relationships. Wow, welcome to Atomic Therapy Hour. This is, this is what my life has been like. <laughs> the world is a beautiful place, and I'm no longer afraid to die. Like, cool. I'm, which, I'm not, not that I ever was. I think people that fear death are... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say that, but I don't no, know no. that dead people are real. I don't know that we're death not is talking real. about this. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. We we won't go into this a lot. But how many people have ever been on this planet? A lot. Look it up real quick. Look it up. How many people have ever been on this planet? A hundred billion people have been on this planet over yes. time. A hundred billion people, right? Yes. That means that there's eight billion of us right now, give or take. It's more like seven and yeah. a half, but I'm rounding up, right? Right. That means 93 billion people, 92 billion people have died for us to be right here. I've met a person who was a doctor. I've met a person who was a lawyer. I met a person who was a writer. I met a person who sells used cars. I met a mother. I met a father. I met a brother, a sister, an aunt, uncle, a stepsister, a niece. I've met musicians. I have met people that sell used refrigerators. I have never once met a dead person. I mean, I know a bunch of people who have died, but I've never met a dead person. I don't know that death is a real thing. Isn't that fucking nuts to think about? Like, oh shit, I just made all my shit jiggle. Let's just think about that for a minute. Like, we'll, we'll get out of here in a second. But I don't know anybody. I've never spoken to a dead man. I've never spoken to a dead woman. I've never spoken to a dead person. All I know is that at one point in my life, I will die. You will cease to exist. I don't know that, though. I don't know if I'll cease to exist. I'm not saying there's a heaven. I'm not saying there's a hell. I'm just uh, actually, saying... Yeah. I don't know that. You will be released of this mortal coil. I will leave my vehicle. Yes. And that's all your, I know. Your flesh sack. Like, that to me is such a freeing yeah. idea. 
like the only thing that is guaranteed in this life is death, but I don't know what death is. So and why taxes. am I fearing it? Well, taxes as well. But like, why would I fear that? Yeah, like people, I mean, I guess I can see what people think like, oh, like if, if they feel like their existence is finite, that like every single day you wake up, your days are numbered. I guess people can get, like, really anxious about that, but, like... I understand that. I get that. You gotta just live your life. Like, you gotta literally just, like, YOLO. Like... You you gotta do things for yourself. You have to do things for yourself, and you have to do what's going to make you happy and give fulfillment to your life. We're getting to the self-actualization part of this, by the way. But Um, do you understand? (laughs) Like, like, look how we just got through this. Like... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've just been... I'm just... Also, uh, the world is a beautiful place, and I'm no longer afraid to die. Is a band, but it was originally Nirvana's first band name. Hmm. Um, so I enjoy saying it because I could always say that afterwards and make myself seem smarter than I actually am. Um, what are what is our time? Our time is an hour and four minutes. Oh wow, awesome! Uh, what did you learn this episode? I learned that um, that I'm getting better. Good. Good. I think that's what I learned. I learned that Maslow needs to fucking rework his list. Yeah, that crusty old fuck needs to undo that. Um, actually, I'm not sure if Maslow's old or new or whatever. I think it's old. I remember I'm watching sure a video old. on it. I think it's like an 1800s idea. Yeah. Oh, so it's that weird g- to feel my chin and cheeks, yeah, my friend. So that guy's dead, so you're never going to meet him. Um, but you know who you could possibly meet? Who's that? Shane Ivers. If you want to hear of our intro music or any of the other uh, fantastical compositions by Shane Ivers, you can get it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. Vince, yes. you have words to say. All right, so check it out. In the description will be links to the show's Twitter, our Twitter, uh, Declan and myself's Twitter, uh, and the show's Instagram, which doesn't get used, but it's there. <laughs> Sometimes you know if I'm editing. Yeah. Um, we also have ourselves a discord which I brought up earlier if you want to hear any sort of lore uh, you can go to you can go to uh, the discord go to the feedback channel and say hey you can at me I'm giving you permission to at me Um, you can go there and at me and say hey bucko I want to hear this or that or all of these things at the club like just whatever you want and um, that's how I'm doing this for like the next few weeks. Uh, as long as somebody's like, hey, do this, hey, do that, hey, do this, hey, do that, I'm going to do it. So, as long as it's within reason. And like I said, we record on Mondays or Tuesdays, so if you tell me Sunday night... Hey, someone just added you in the Discord. Who's that? Is it you? Who added me? I don't... Uh, yeah, so if you want to hear anything, throw it there. Let me know. Um, if you're, you can find the show in streaming form on all podcast services and soon you'll be able to hear atomic tabletop which out which is our dungeons and dragons fallout show that'll be it's once a month and it'll be on streaming platforms soon enough but you can also find us on youtube i think youtube is the best way to watch us because you can see uh declan's face you can see my face i have a mustache right now so i don't yeah it's just the mustache and i'm i fucking really like it and it scares me how much I like it, because um, I've been a beard man my whole life. Well, I mean, yeah, pretty much. You know, I'm... since you were like 10. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> just my cheeks are so chilly. Oh my god, this winter weather. Um, yeah, you can find us on YouTube. There's a bunch of shit that I'll post on there as well, just video ideas and little stuff. Um and we also have a Patreon, and Patreon is just a place that you can throw us a couple bucks if you like the show. The show is never going to cost money. The show will always be free. Uh, but if you want, you can throw us a couple bucks. And we have some fine, fine, fine folks that we have to thank because they have given us a little bit of cash to keep the show afloat and a rockin' and a rollin'. So, in this order, people that have kept the lights on, uh, the Friendly Companion Cube. Cube, thank you. Good man. We have our friend Noah. Noah, another great guy. Hello. Gage, you've been here a while. Gage Gage is another good man. Mason. Thank you. Thank you, Mason. 
And Jordan spelled with a Y. Jordan with a Y? Thank you. Uh, Other than that, I have nothing else to say except that I need to go make dinner because I'm hungry. Uh, I'd like to say real quick, find somebody that you love, tell them that you love them, and ask them how they're doing. Hey, Vince. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Hey, Vince. Yes? Love you, buddy. How you doing? Declan. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. That's good. Let's say goodbye now. Goodbye now. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast.